Uh, welcome to Creature Crunch, the podcast where we take a creature, stick it in a dark room where it can brood, and we just play dark music at it. My name is Matt. And I'm Dr. Fortefurter. Merry Christmas. I can't yeah. believe this is what we're doing. <laughs> I There was a, a chain of thought that led to us doing this. And I honestly can't remember what it was or how we ended up in this yeah, position. Like I, I kept, I was like, "Who do we blame for this?" I think and just I, us. I, yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, "I didn't come up with this idea. You didn't come up with this idea. Who came up with this idea?" I, it was like a group think between the two of us, but I don't know the, how we got there. Our brainstorm got away from us because we were we were thinking of you know Christmas monster movies and that there's quite a few of them and. And, and then we just ended up here, and, and we're we, like, yeah, yeah, I guess we're doing that. <laughs> we wound we wound up here. Um, we, we are covering Beauty and the Beast and the Enchanted Christmas. Death the halls with boughs of holly. La, 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. La, 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 la. Lord help me. Um, I. I mean, this is our first like actual Disney Disney movie. Yeah, and I'd also say it's our first actual like, like Christmas Christmas movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, Gizmo or uh, no, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah. But it's not a Christmas Christmas movie. Okay. Like where. They sing the jingles, and it's the spirit of the Christmas. It's the spirit of Christmas and the magic of Christmas oh, and all that bullshit. Yeah. It's also our first animated movie. It's also our first animated movie. Our second musical. <laughs> second musical. Um, the inferior musical, <laughs> I would say. Yes. yes. God, the songs in this suck. The songs were awful. So, if you're unfamiliar, this is the um, official sequel, quote, well, quote kind of sequel. It's not a sequel; it's an integral. Well, it, but it's the follow-up. It's the yeah. it's it's the Beauty and the Beast two equivalent to all of the other Disney sequels. Yeah, except like, like since it takes place during the first movie, it's an integral. Right, right, yeah. So it is the framing device happens after the the first movie, but the actual movie itself is, yeah, yeah. is in. Yeah, it's. And from what I gathered, pretty early on in the story, yeah. Which, well, we'll get to it. Yeah, um, yeah. Causes a lot of issues. Uh, but I can say, don't watch this movie. It's bad. It's rough. It's, it's a rough one. It's not a good movie. Uh, it, if I'm not mistaken, it was created for television first. I believe it, especially since at the end it has like the Walt Disney Television Studios instead yeah. of Walt Disney Pictures. Right. And like you can tell, like the animation is the animation's awful. It's, it's the the B clubs. It's. it's... <laughs> No one is, looks on model, like, at any point. No, um, it's bad. Um, yeah. You know what? Come to think of it, I didn't do any trivia for this movie. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, oh, well. I mean, I, I think they there's got... plenty of other people who've done this movie. You yeah, watch them sure, or sure. whatever. I don't care. Uh, I think they got back most of the voice cast they from sounded... the original movie. Yeah. That, except uh, maybe also... for Human Beast, although, like, he was a, such know. a minor point in the first did, movie anyway. Did he have any speaking lines in the first movie? I th he had, like, one. So, yeah, I have no idea. But, um, yeah, I mean, the voices all sounded right. And the characters were not fun. Mm -mm. And this was just not a fun movie. No. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I mean, yeah, Disney sequel movies in, in that genre, right? Generally, not that great. I'll defend the Aladdin one, and I will defend a Lion King too. Yeah, I will yeah. defend that one to my dying breath because that one rocks. Yeah, but this is this is right up there with the uh, Little Mermaid sequels and <laughs> Cinderella and stuff like this that. One, this one's rough. But... It's a rough set. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess let's. Let's dive into this. This movie was longer than I thought. It was like I know. I was like, oh, it's a Christmas special Disney. It'll be like 45 minutes. Yeah. Quick. quick It's an hour and a half. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's full feature length. I hate it. Um, So, yeah. Let's let's kick you off into this creature movie. (laughs) We lead off with Deck the Halls. Yeah. My favorite thing about Deck the Halls in this movie is that during the, like, action set piece at the end of the movie we get a darker reprise of it <laughs> yeah yeah it's that's the that's our bookend music yeah. like soundtrack here like during the, deck the halls the villain bit at the end it's christmas at the castle yeah and we see all of the appliances in their human form <laughs> decorating for christmas and they are horrifying. They, they are unpleasant to look at. <laughs> Lumiere particularly is just the worst. <laughs> And one thing I noticed is that, like, every character has a gap in their teeth. Oh, yeah, it was annoying. It was really weird. Oh, man. Like, every character has a gap in their teeth that they can whistle through. <laughs> uh, so I also noted that um, while they're decorating for Christmas, the, the ornaments on the, on the tree are of their furniture selves. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like a prisoner decorating their tree with a bunch of, like, like a reformed prisoner uh-huh. decorating their tree with a bunch of, like, people in prison outfits or something (laughs) i don't know like i have questions like so many questions about how the castle worked (laughs) because like when when you're watching the original movie and like there's the be our guest sequence right right and it's like okay the silverware and the plates and everything aren't actual people they're magic so they're just kind of floating around and doing whatever sure it very much implies in this movie that they were actual people yeah especially like the wine glasses and stuff like that. everything's a person everything's a person so were they like eating off the naked bodies of people like when, when Bella was eating dinner was she like okay this is a naked man that I'm holding and I'm holding two other naked men and like where did the food come from were those also people am I eating people man this this castle is kinky yeah yeah uh so at, while they're decorating uh Lumiere and Cogsworth get into an argument about who was the hero of the last Christmas yeah something happened last Christmas and I gave you my heart and the very next day, you gave it away. But next year, I'll give it to someone special. That was a better song than any of the movies. Oh, yeah, Slam. In the, any of this movie. So. Or the Backstreet Boys, depending. Oh, I just meant your cover oh, of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Lumiere and Cogsworth are arguing, um, and Miss Potts is elected to sell, settle this dispute as the ultimate arbiter. Yeah, and she looks like an alien. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean to speak ill of of Angela Lansbury, but she looks like an alien in this movie. Well, yeah, that's because this is just that's just her voice, not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and she begins with a brief recap of the beginning of the first movie, just in case we forgot. Well, like the the framing device is that Chip, her grandson, doesn't know what happened. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's he's like, whoa, what happened last Christmas? He was so pivotal. He As was we there find for the, out. He was there more than Mrs. Potts was. So I have a theory about this. 
Did he get hit in the head as a child? He's got a chip in his cup. Yeah. See, this my, kid has actual brain damage. My theory, like, he, he later says, like, when he's a cup that he doesn't know what Christmas is. Yeah. So my theory is he was born a cup. <laughs> that is terrifying. Yeah, because, um, like, otherwise... It's not like he was an infant when the, when they changed. Like right, he was, right. Everyone is the same age as when they changed. So he he was a kid. He was like eight or whatever. Yeah. So he would know what Christmas was. You would think. So my. You would he, hope he was born a cup. I mean, to be to uh, to be fair, he wasn't in the flashback. Yeah. Mm, that that does raise. See, my theory was that he suffered brain damage after becoming a cup. And has forgot, and just has like really bad short-term memory, or yeah. even long-term memory, just just real bad, messed up in the in the headspace. Um, but uh, like I don't know, both both of those it's, either theory is uh, equally possible. I would yeah. say. But the framing device of this movie is unnecessary and doesn't work. No, it doesn't. None of these people remember what happened the previous yeah. year. Well, I mean, I guess Cogsworth and Lumiere are supposed to be both pretty full of themselves yeah, they're, and they're constantly... Yeah, they're both like, oh, I was the hero. No, I was the hero because I'm a clock. And... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and they're both, you know, doing their, their constant pissing contest. Right, so right. I get kind of that. But yeah, but Miss, Miss Potts knows apparently exactly what happened. Even the parts that she wasn't there for. Yeah, yeah. And Chip doesn't remember it and he was there for literally the entire thing. Yeah, he was like the second most pop, most important character yeah, in he, the freaking... <laughs> he was our third special. lead. <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate because I hate him. Yeah. Um... But uh, but yeah, she she begins this brief recap of the beginning of the first movie. Right. Um. I I assume it's to also establish the timeline, and like she literally just says like Belle came to our castle and the master like imprisoned her and forbade her from leaving the for leaving the castle after he saved her from some wolves right. in the forest, and that's where the movie picks up. Yeah. <laughs> like so. Um, well, I mean, like, in, in the first movie, when she goes to the castle, it is, like, super snowy and everything, so it would be winter. Right. So I can see this being not Pretty long after, right. but... Well, but I'm, I'm not really arguing that. The time frame makes sense. Yeah. The connection that the characters have to each other does not. Right, right. But, um, I mean, then again, when we go into the characterization and relationships in the original Beauty and the Beast, it's rife with issues already. Well, yeah, I mean, like, in the original movie, Lumiere is trying to get Belle and Beast to fuck the moment she walks in the door. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> but, um, apparently. And I don't even think that has anything to do with the curse. I think that's just how he is. Judging by everything else about him, I would have to agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. He just he just loves people to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> nasty, nasty candlestick. <laughs> Candelabra. Um, Candleman. Candle <laughs> Lumiere Candleman. That's yeah. probably his last name. Probably, let's be, yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> it, since the movie takes place in Fresh Sherman, England. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, uh, so we, we flash back. It's apparently Christmas Eve. Apparently, so, that, that snuck up on him. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> Bell's like, you know what day it is? It's like, wow. Like today. I mean, cr granted, we are living in present, you know, 2020. Uh, what year is it, man? 2022. Um, we're living in uh, 2022 America, where Christmas starts in July. Yeah. Um, but still. It ends in July. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's like. 
You didn't notice that Christmas was coming up until the day before. Why is yeah. this now coming up in conversation? <laughs> and Belle is fucking high in the scene. Everybody's high in this like, movie. Like, her eyes are going in different directions. <laughs> and she's like, it's Christmas. <laughs> yep. I couldn't help but notice, like, the animation isn't great. But no. the characters also move with a lot of, like, exaggeration and, like, they flow. Do. Like, they, they put a little extra into the animation of their movements. Yeah, but here's the problem. It doesn't use smear frames. No, it doesn't. Smear frames if you're not aware are the frames for when a character is moving and there's exaggerated movement and the character goes like hilariously off model if you pause it at that scene but it's to smooth the transition from being in point A to point B mm-hmm. and this movie does not have those no it does everything doesn't. moves just like from point A and then they're at point B and there's no in trans like transmission part. yeah and it makes it very jarring and like weirdly smooth but like since there's no smear frames you notice things like the characters faces like going in different directions and shit like that and <laughs> it pauses on it a bit too long yeah because oh, it doesn't oh, blur the features or or move them to ease that transition mm-hmm. but bell is explaining to chip christmas eve yeah what christmas is and without pointedly not saying anything about jesus <laughs> Jesus has nothing to do with Christmas. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It's when there's presents and trees. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is, man. And, and magic to being together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's joy. Happy. Happy. No, Jesus. Jesus not here. Belle, uh, Belle heads outside to do some ice skating where she finds the beast sulking. And he, he sulks across the frozen river when there's a perfectly good bridge directly behind him. Yeah, but then he wouldn't be able to slip and fall on his butt. On his butt. And, and they wouldn't be able to make I the funny on joke. The ice. Yeah, they, they wouldn't have been able to make the real good... A good joke. Butt joke. A good butt joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at this point in time, I guess Belle is warm, warmed up enough to the beast that she's willing to... Like, ice skate with him? Yeah, and take, like... teach him how to skate. Although he is in a severe handicap because he don't have skates. No, he just has paws. Yeah, and I don't imagine that, like, dog pads are great for, like... Have you seen a dog ice on ice? Skate. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, And then we get ominous organ music. Yeah, from an ominous organ. Yep. And we cut to a scene where Tim Curry talks to Piccolo. Yeah, I didn't expect to see that. But <laughs> so uh, yeah, we have we, we cut to a character named Forte, and he just looks bad. He's a he's a <laughs> he's a state of the art, cutting edge CG <laughs> representation of a big pipe organ with Tim Curry face. With Tim Curry, well, <laughs> Tim Curry does not have slits for eyes. No, he does not. But and a slit for a mouth. No, it's he's it's, got sensuous lips. <laughs> he does have sensuous lips. So we, we cut to Forte, who's a uh, yeah the CG pipe organ played by one of the founders of Charisma, Tim, Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, and he's talking to a piccolo named Fife, and Fife really wants a solo. Yeah. Because because uh Tim Curry um, Forte Forte is the castle composer. Yeah. And. <laughs> And he's... judging by the flashback, also Dracula. <laughs> he's amazing in the flashback. Um, <laughs> really, I don't know how any of the other characters didn't see it coming. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there's all these normal, like normalish people, and then there's Dracula. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fife, Fife really wants a solo, and Forte has written him one. And is using it as a means to keep him in check. Right. He's like, if you want this solo, you'll have to do as I say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know too many, like, orchestral pieces that have piccolo solos, though. Well, there's apparently one now. But but it's being locked away by the evil forte. Yeah. 
Um, and Tim Curry is chained to the wall. And he's upset about it, but also more upset about potentially not being chained to the wall. Yeah, like, he, he, he screams about it. He's It's like the most intimidating moment he gets where he just, he's like, I'm chained to the wall. Wow, would you look at that? Well, I think I might. I'll just pick myself up and... Oh, what's this? Heavens, look! I'm bolted to the wall! Oh, right. <laughs> but then he, then he's like, no, I like this. This is, yeah. the, this is the happiest I've been. So like, you, you'd think that his goal would be to get Bell and Beast to hook up so that he could... You know, not chained be to the a man wall. again, be a Dracula, and yeah. not be chained to the wall. Unless they also chain their Dracula to the wall, maybe they do. <laughs> they probably should. <laughs> that man's a Dracula. Um, but he's like, no, I I love being a giant organ and chained to the wall because this is the only time Beast pays attention to me. Yeah, he's... and boy, are we in a weird relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was as a human, he was un- unhappy because nobody cared. I don't know why they kept him on staff at that point, but nobody cared about him. Because he was a Dracula, him. and he would kill them. <laughs> he hit them under his thumb. But now he's a now he's an Oregon. Yeah, and like, no, still no one pays attention to him other than Fife and Beast when Beast is feeling the mopes. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess that's what that's what Forte likes. He likes the mopes. He likes the mopes. He's a mope man. He is. I mean, I I respect. I can feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I. Honestly, I would be pretty thrilled if I had a sentient pipe organ that played dramatic organ. Yeah, that that played brooding music every time I was glum. Like I'd be, I'd be down with that. Yeah. Um, But uh, would you also chain chain it to the wall? (laughs) If I if I had an inkling that it could run away, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You aren't going anywhere. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so he he gets wind that pun. That Beast and Bell might hook up and break the curse. Yeah. Um, and he's not thrilled about this, as we mentioned. So he enlists Fife to head outside and, and ruin their day, sabotage the romance. Slapstick ensues. Yeah, and Beast flops in the snow, and Bell flops in the snow, and Bell's like, "Teehee, look, we made snow angels." The Beast is like, "No, I made a snow monster." <laughs> yeah. And he stomps off all mad. Yeah, this makes him unhappy. He made a snow monster. He un- he unhappy about that. Um. So Beast heads inside to Forte to brood some more because he hates Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, and this is where we get the, the information that Chip has no idea what a Christmas is. Yeah. And like I said, I think it's because he has brain damage, but I, I he, he very well maybe. I think it's because he was born a cup. Yeah, that's, it could be as well. But then that quite, that does bring the question, do cups age? I don't. Because the rest of them don't. Like the, the idea is that yeah. this is supposed to be years and years and years right, and years. Right, right, yeah. But if he was born a cup, then he'd be an infant cup, wouldn't he? Maybe when they're born a cup, they age. <laughs> that is horrifying. Everything about the situation is horrifying. There's nothing wholesome here. <laughs> so so you're saying that if Bell hadn't come along, he would have just lived his entire life as a cup and would have eventually died a cup? I don't know. Have you seen a cup die of old age? I have not. So he would have just... I've never seen a cup born either. <laughs> He would have just kept aging, and he would have been perfectly fine, unless the curse was broken, and then, and then he would have been an ancient man and crumbled to dust. <laughs> it's, the curse is lifted, and there go all my organs. Yeah. <laughs> They're just shutting. I can feel them shutting down one by one. Nope, it's all happening at once. <laughs> uh, so, but then, okay, does that mean that Miss Potts fucks? Miss Potts' kids fuck. 
Is is Miss Potts his grandmother? I thought she was his grandma. I thought she was his mom. I thought I thought he calls her grandma in the first movie. I do not recall. I got the Google. Look, Google, Google actually, this. Um, how is Miss Potts? How are Miss Potts <laughs> and Chip related? <laughs> nope, nope. Chip is Miss Potts' son. Miss Potts' son. Okay. So Miss yeah. Potts fucks. Miss Potts fucks. She can as get a, some as a teapot. <laughs> yeah, she can get some. Or was she? Or was she transformed pregnant? Because oh, that might make more sense. That might make more sense, but also that's scary. It's horrifying. <laughs> Absolutely. We're getting into some real body horror shit here now. Well, yeah, but these are questions that need to be answered. Are they? So, because, I mean, if if we assume that she got pregnant after becoming a teacup, who's teapot. the father? Uh, or teapot, excuse Lumiere. me. Lumiere. Lumiere's, of course. Yeah. I guess that the answer was staring me right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that's why he's, Chip has the chip. It's made of wax and it's melted. <laughs> So Chip is the bastard son of Lumiere and Miss Potts. Yeah, yeah. I can... Okay. Before or after being turned into furniture? Yes. Oh. <laughs> mm. Well, okay. I mm. Lumiere, you dog. Um, so anyway, we yeah, get back. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Chip Chip don't know what Christmas is. Right. But uh, Bell enlists him to help figure out what gift to best give beasts for Christmas. Um, she ends up settling on a story because that's what she loves because that's the that's, historically yeah, that's the like, best way of giving gifts. I like this. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and she ends up breaking out into a song. It's the, the first song in the movie and it's a bad song. It's not a good song. And like she, the visuals are mildly okay. They're, they're all right. Yeah. Because it's like old Hans Christian Andersen style storybook illustrations. And it's about, it shows like the beast and stuff like that. And then a bunch of like clips from other stories, and the entire song is like how oh you need to have hope and shit like that. One of the stories that she shows is Icarus. I noticed that too. <laughs> I don't know if you remember how that ends, she, but not I, well for the kid. My guess is that was the book she didn't get to finish reading in the first. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's yeah. like oh look at this boy, he got wax wings, he got a sore. Oh, I can't wait to find out what happens next, and then kidnapped by beast. So she doesn't know. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's not a great song. No. Um, fortunately, none of the songs... I don't think any of the songs are super long. They're all pretty short. The only one that's kind of long is like the the big Christmas song. Yeah. As long as there's Christmas. And that one I actually remember getting some radio play. Ew. On during like Christmas season. <laughs> Gross. Like not a lot, and you don't hear it anymore. But I remember that getting a little bit of radio play when this first came out. Ugh. That's unfortunate. And it wasn't like the version from the movie. It was like a... A, a, okay, yeah, well, yeah. oh, sure. That might be a bit better then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, she ends up writing Be uh, Beast a, a full story, an original composition story in the in span the, of, of like three minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> mind you, this is still Christmas Eve. Yeah, so she completely writes the story, like drafts it, proofreads it, edits it, draws all the illustrations, colors them, inks them, everything, binds the book. Binds the book. Not, Not to be fair... Not professionally. No, but still. <laughs> it takes a bit to do that. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> it would take longer just to punch the damn holes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a thick book. It's, it's a, a meaty book. book. It's not like a three-pager, like, oh, look at this little kid gave me some coupons for Christmas right, kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a full fucking book. Yeah. Um, and then she wraps it, and Chip gets tied to the package, despite like not having anything that can be tied to the package. Well, it's his little foot cup. Cup foot. Cups. Cup foot. I don't know what Cups that's called. Cups don't have feet. Well, what is, what's that little piece that they rest on? The then? bottom of the cup. He, then. 
flares out. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's the bottom of okay. the cup. Well, he gets his little bottom of the cup stuck in the present wrapper. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. No. But then again, these things are also made of rubber, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> They're very flexible. <laughs> he ain't made of porcelain. I don't know. No. But... How'd he break then? You said wax. Well, yeah, okay. Melted. <laughs> Not in my demented brain. Like, what actually, how did he get chipped in the movie? Well, it's canonical as far as I'm concerned. Okay, okay. I, otherwise, we have to solve that mystery. <laughs> I don't want to go back to that. Thank you. Um, so, Belle decides that it's time to have a Christmas because, I mean, this poor boy, this poor, um, <laughs> this poor... Whatever he is. Cup birthed, brain damaged boy doesn't know what a Christmas is, so it's time to have a Christmas. And also because... It might make Beast happy, even though Beast hates Christmas. Beast hate Christmas, and which is also a famous, uh, famously great way of getting people to turn around and like you, is mm -hmm. to do things they don't like. Is to do things they hate and then give them presents that you like. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, Cogsworth is against the idea because, yeah. Yeah. Because um, he, he but, knows Beast. But this makes him very unpopular with the rest of the furniture. Because everyone else wants Christmas. Everybody else needs a Christmas. Um. Especially like. For, for one thing, why is Beast helping out in the kitchen? Or be it Belle? Like, why is she in doing kitchen duties? Like, that's not part of her deal with Beast, that she has to well, work I think in the at, kitchen. At this point, she just has to live there. Right. So she's probably just doing it to pass the time. Also, literally all of her friends are there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and in, in an effort to win the argument against Cogsworth, Lumiere just straight up lights him on fire. Yeah. And everything, everybody's still like he's still pre being pretty uh, reticent about it. He's he's yeah. he's he's put his little clock foot down and uh, is like no no Christmas because he's the authority. And uh, everybody whines at him. He tells us the glasses not to whine. Yeah, they're they're super whiny throughout this. And I was like, okay, well I don't. Oh, they're wine glasses. And then Lumiere immediately says it. Yeah, and it's Cogsworth. Like, oh, Cogsworth oh, says, Cogsworth, oh, yeah. oh, don't whine, glasses. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, oh, ha, 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 oh God. Ha, 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 get it? It's funny. It, it was better until you put a lampshade on it. Not the, that it was good. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, they all start talking about what, like, the Christmas feast might be. And Lumiere immediately jumps in with uh, by suggesting some, ah, you could have some stuffed turkey. And everybody else starts suggesting other dishes to eat. And I'm pretty sure that's not what he meant based off of the eyebrow wiggle. No, he, gives. he wanted to fuck a turkey. <laughs> he wanted to use that turkey as a marital aid. I don't know if he wanted to fuck the turkey, but he was definitely talking about sex. Yeah. And everybody else is like, yeah, mashed potatoes and stuff. And he's just like, uh, yeah, yeah that's what I'm, that, mm -hmm. For sure. <laughs> yeah, cranberry pie I was not talking whatever. about fucking my friends the clock. <laughs> Um, yeah, but they, they do eventually win Cogsworth over, not by lighting him on fire or arguing and whining at him, but by telling him there's going to be pudding, custard, raisins, and brandy. Yeah. <laughs> and Clock wants to get drunk. <laughs> Clock wants to get lit. <laughs> but here, okay, so do the, all of the different furnitures and appliances and accoutrement, do they eat? They have to if he's getting excited about this. Do the plates eat, and do they eat what is on the plate? <laughs> You have to share your meal with the plate. Yeah, the, the, the plate is just sitting, laying there like, yeah, I'm a naked man that you're eating off of. You know what? Let me share some of that. Uh, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> and if that's the case, where does it go? Um, I think it's magic away Harry Potter style. <laughs> it's gotta oh, be, it's right? Oh, it's with the poop. Yeah, it's with the, well, yeah. It's with the poop on Turf Island. <laughs> yep. Um, it's, it's gotta be. That's where, I don't know where else. And... Yeah, I like. I think we've talked enough about furniture anatomy in this episode. It, we're gonna keep talking about it because it keeps coming up. Probably gonna keep coming up. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, it was totally the brandy that sealed the deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, everybody moves very quickly to prepare for Christmas Day. Uh, Chip, like they they have to go up to the the tower storage tower. That's where you want your storage to be. Like I, I guess it's supposed to be an analog to attic. Yeah, but... and like I guess Beast banished Christmas to the tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chip counts the stairs as they climb up. He gets to a thousand, which is impressive. Yeah, um, considering he's like eight and has brain damage and was born a cop and was born a cop. <laughs> and his I don't imagine he had the best schooling, no. but he's he's counting pretty good. Um. Or maybe it's just like one flight of stairs and he doesn't count really good. We don't maybe, know. Yeah. Um, but when they get to the top, Lumiere introduces Belle to the castle decor. Um, excuse me. Castle decorator, Angelique. Yeah. Who's the... The angel on top of the tree. The Christmas tree angel. Um, and I, I guess they're in a relationship, even though in the first movie, like, Lumiere is very much involved with the feather duster. Lumiere gets around. Because he he's also involved everyone. with Miss Potts. And the clock. And the clock. <laughs> The only one who doesn't seem to do it for him is Belle. Yeah. Which says things. Says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lumiere is with Forte where he's like, I'm kind of cool with being a candelabra. <laughs> His situation has honestly not changed that much. No, it really has And hasn't. he can light things on fire now just by willing it. <laughs> he's doing all right for he's himself. He's doing pretty good. No he's wonder he's a, so chipper all the time. He's got the best deal out of everybody here, I think. Man, Lumiere. Um, so yeah, he introduces her to Angelique and all of the Christmas ornaments that are also all sentient. And are, are apparently people. They're, they're people. I don't know what their roles were in the castle. <laughs> exactly the same as when they were decorations. They just hung around on things. <laughs> Spoiled rotten teen beast was like, all right, let's decorate the tree. Servants, climb up. <laughs> just hang. They're all dressed in like, like bright green, red and green, green outfits. <laughs> in Zentai suits. <laughs> Is that the dangle from the branches? Right. <laughs> Just, all right, you're going to stay like that until Christmas is over. It's a good thing we don't start celebrating until Christmas Eve, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that of, of Young Beast, though. He like that. <laughs> I could really see that. Um, so, so Fife, Fife is there, and uh, like he follows them up, and he listens to their plan. Their um, plan to have a Christmas. To have a Christmas. Uh, so dastardly. Even though Angelique... The, the, the Christmas tree ornament is a naysayer, and she's like, no, we're not doing Christmas. Yeah, because I mean, to be fair, hates a Christmas. Yeah, to be fair, she was transformed into a Christmas tree angel and then immediately put in the attic. Right, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I can see her being a little uh, bitter about the holidays. <laughs> I feel you, Angelique, I'm with you. Um, but Belle sings a song in order to try to convince her. The only note that I had about the lyrics was that Chip wanted to build a giant snowman and Belle insists that it will remain up until July. Yeah. So she's also in America. <laughs> I mean, this does take place in French Germanyland, so... Yeah, like, and on the top of the mountain. It could be cold until July there. We don't know. We don't, don't know. I, don't know the, <laughs> I don't know what their weather no. is like. Um, Fife narks on Belle to the Beast. Yeah. So he, he tells Beast that they're doing Christmas and Beast... Reminisces about why he hates Christmas. So we, and there we see Teen Beast, Teen get, Human Beast. Yeah, we get to is, see we get to see spoiled Teen boy. Beast, and uh, it's a it's a pleasure. Like, this entire <laughs> scene is for one thing. It implies that the uh, the scene where Beast turned away the old peddler woman and was cursed took place on Christmas Eve. It doesn't imply it. It's straight up says. Well, it. yeah, but that wasn't implied in the first movie. Yeah, right, right. So it's just like that's hilarious because that in, get, like gets a whole new level of dickishness to what Beast did. Uh huh. And also, once again, Forte was a vampire. 
<laughs> he has the fangs. He's got like red eyes and like dramatic widow's peak. Like he is fucking Dracula. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, in this flashback, we see Lumiere gifting Beast a storybook before they were cursed. Um, Beast is very unhappy about this, so right. that bodes well for Belle and her right, selfish right. gift. Um, and when he when he's on displeased with Lumiere's gift, he asks the vampire Forte to present his gift, which is a song written for Beast, but it's too gloomy for this pre-Beast Beast. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when we get the old woman who knocks at the door and... Uh, and, uh, yeah, oops, it's the woman who ends up cursing them yeah, all. Yeah, she turns into one of the she and just kind of yeah. curses them into... Yeah, she 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 presents him the rose. She's like, you know, I'll give you this rose in, in exchange for shelter and beast and typical, you know... <laughs> Grr, I don't like Christmas or roses. Yeah, you, you ugly. Get out of here. Um, And so, of course, in, in Retribution, and I know this has been discussed a lot, in Retribution to Beast's action, she punishes the entire castle. Yeah. yeah. Countless people, as it turns out. Well, it's, it's like when you're in class and one person acts up, so the teacher makes everyone eat a carton of cigarettes. Well, see, it's this is more like this is more like you're in class and the teacher like starts smoking, and the principal <laughs> come, or some random old woman comes in, and is like, now you all have to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, she dooms the whole castle on his behalf. Um, and back in the present, Forte kind of manipulates Beast into taking action. Yeah. Because Forte is a schmarmy motherfucker. Um, Belle is in the boiler room. This castle has a boiler. <laughs> I don't know why, but this is where <laughs> this she... This castle has central heating, Matt. <laughs> this is where she meets our, uh, our most memorable new character. Oh, God. A Jewish wood dax. Hi, Kevolts. And, like, did you have subtitles on when you were watching this? So I did. Okay, Every, this this axe is very Jewish. He's incredibly Jewish. And, He's painfully Jewish. Yeah, like awfully stereotypically Jews, Jews, uh -huh. Jewish. And when he speaks Yiddish, as he does in this movie, the subtitles label it as gibberish. Where did you watch? Did you watch this on Disney Plus? I did. See, when I was watching it, it said Yiddish. Oh, it didn't. Um, it, did, uh, it did for me. It was like, oh, he speaks Yiddish. I'm like, no, okay. No, like, like later but, on when she's in the forest and cutting yeah. down trees and he's like, Oy vey, I'm so gestalt. Yeah. And like, it's just says gibberish. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. Yeah, no, no my subtitles definitely language, did man. <laughs> my subtitles definitely didn't say that. They straight up said Yiddish, but okay. oh man. Maybe I just missed it in this part then, but I know later it's said gibberish. <laughs> then maybe I missed it then, but oh boy. But, um... But yeah, she so it's a wooden it's a Jewish wood axe who's the most memorable character and doesn't I have a name other he, than axe. Yeah, and I thought he was just going to be a one-off character, yeah. but he's kind of a he comes back quite a bit. Yeah. As you sure mentioned. Does. Um but then uh Beast arrives while Belle is selecting a Yule log. Um and he ends up berating Belle for being super cheerful. Uh-huh. And wanting to make a wish on the Yule log. Is that how Yule logs work? I have no clue. I've, I thought it was just like a log that you burned and everyone was like, yay, look at the fire. And like they got gathered around at the fire and it was just like a big It could be a cultural thing in, celebration. in French Germany. French for German land? Yeah, it could be that. I don't know. Um, See, I keep saying that because it's implied to be France. And like, well, that's the idea from the beginning. But the Black Forest is nearby and that's in Germany. Well, to be fair, we also have a Black Forest here in Colorado, so... Okay, maybe they're a place in called Col Colorado. <laughs> it's a, it's called Black Forest, but yeah, but like the Black Forest is in Germany, right? Like it, it's yeah. So. I don't know. And then everyone's English anyway, so yeah. except for Lumiere. Except <laughs> Lumiere, who's the most Frenchman of and all, and maybe Angelique. Yeah, she's, she's got a, a little, she's, she's a little got French. a French accent. Yeah, 
Um, but now it's Belle's turn to sulk in her room. But she doesn't get the cool pipe organ music, so no. she does her she her sulking sad. is not as good. Yeah. But uh, Chip shows up and effortlessly cheers her up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, B said we couldn't have a Christmas," and then Chip is just like, "I thought you said we could have a Christmas," and Belle's like, "Oh yeah, I did." Yeah. So they have a Christmas. Yeah. She's like, "All right, we're gonna go get a tree." So before leaving, though, she does sneak into Beast's, you know, forbidden room and the, the leaves Rose him, room and leaves the smoke, him. Chamber. <laughs> smoke chamber, which apparently in the entire like first movie, Forte was just next door. <laughs> he was he was right he there. He was right there. He yeah. just didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. And um, well, not for the entirety of the first movie. It's true. <laughs> just for the beginning parts. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, because the castle explodes halfway through this. At the end yeah, of this I wonder movie. how that gets resolved. They didn't really address that. I guess they we'll cover not. that in a minute. Maybe the bricks are also people, and they had to rebuild <laughs> oh themselves. Oh my lord! <laughs> oh god, I'd hate to be the mortar. Yeah, um, but we are all the castle masons, and our lives are terrible. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we are consigned to an eternity of of misery. And then um, after the curse got broke, they died. <laughs> Yeah, because they were crushed under the real rocks and stones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she leaves. She sneaks into his brooding room and leaves him his gift. Um, and she heads out to find a Christmas tree. And her first selection is Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, but Chip rejects it, which honestly perplexes Belle, apparently. Like, she's, like, legitimately, like... Like, I thought she was being cute, like yeah. you do with a kid. Like, oh, how about this tree? And the kid's like, no, are you kidding? That's bad. But then she's like, legitimately, is like, oh, really? It's a perfectly <laughs> well, it, good tree. It's like she's by herself with a child, a horse, an old Jewish man in the shape of an axe. How is she going to get that tree back to the castle unless it's one of these little puny ones? That's fair. She's like, do you expect me to fucking bring back a 50-foot tree by myself? And, and she doesn't even have the horse at this point. No. And to be fair, she's still on the castle grounds, so... But, uh, which also begs the question as to, like, why she thought it'd be a good idea to just go out and start chopping a castle decoration, but whatever. They're probably people. <laughs> There's a chance they're people. Um, but, uh, we, we get a point where, uh, we cut to Lumiere and Beast and they're having a conversation in Beast's brooding room. Yeah. And I accidentally paused it on a very good screen. Uh, hold on, let me, Take uh, a screenshot. Oh, goodness! Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to put this on the, uh. In the uh, description. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so while, while Beast is kind of brooding, he, he ends up finding the gift. And, and looks at it like it's a goddamn bomb. <laughs> he's pretty upset about its existence. Uh, and Lumiere, like, he, he he looks at it and he's, he just immediately storms away. Mm -hmm. But uh, Lumiere informs him that it is, in fact, a gift for him. And it's from a girl. Yeah. And you this know all those girls that he knows. <laughs> and this intrigues Beast. And his first guess is, guess is it's from Miss Potts. Yeah. Maybe Beast is Chip's dad. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he has a thing for Miss Potts. Who knows? But uh, when um, when Lumiere does tell him, like, no, it's from Belle, this absolutely baffles the Beast. Yeah, he is floored. Um, and he immediately decides that he needs to get Belle a gift in return. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that he can think of is that uh, he, he asks Forte to compose a happy song for Belle. Uh, for, Forte is very unhappy about this idea. Yeah. He's disgusted about the uh, the idea of a happy song. He hates joy so much. <laughs> I relate with him. Um, and then, we, meanwhile, we, we see Belle approaching a freaking potted tree out in the court. Right. And right. asks Chip if that would be a good one. If she should chop it down with the Jewish axe man. <laughs> so, like... 
you were saying how maybe some of these trees are people. Yeah. This one absolutely oh, yeah. is because well, like, it's potted. During the, the Christmas song, we see like all the flower arrangements like dancing and stuff, which implies that they are transformed people. <laughs> this is definitely a this, person. Yeah, she's, she's, she's going to murder a person with a Jewish man. Just for, for a sad Christmas tree. Yeah. Because this tree is also pretty spindly. Yeah, and it's like leaning in a, one direction over the other and looks all nasty. And uh, this is all taking place outside. So Forte <laughs> demands that Fife Pace, uh, pace while Forte thinks up, uh, like starts thinking of a good plan, and that's a very good joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he can't pace, so he's like, Five, pace for me while I think." <laughs> like that's yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and, like during this whole thing, he like he sends Fife down to to get Bell up to him, right? Th- that's in a minute. It's in, in a minute. minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, because he he thinks for a minute, and he comes up with the brilliant plan of stopping bell in order to stop bell yeah that's his plan i need to stop her right 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 (laughs) so um outside stop her from having christmas yeah outside bell finally decides on a third scrawny tree saying that it is literally the last one on the grounds bullshit (laughs) and she actively tries to chop it down and uh apparently using the axe that is a man isn't the best tool yeah, because he hates it. Yeah, and that's is also kind of a good back and forth. I really liked his reaction to being used <laughs> as an axe. It will have to do. What a headache I have. I'm sorry. I'll get a saw. No, that's fine. I don't want I should put you out. All right. You have some oil? I just thought a little massage. But if it's no, it's no. Go on. What are you waiting for? Knock yourself out. You never get headaches, I guess. Lucky you. Really? I can get a saw. Who wants a saw? I said go ahead with the whacking and the hitting. Who's stopping you? And then, yes, now is where, like, she she ends up stopping chopping this tree down because she can hear a beautiful song being right. played. Okay. And uh, Fife um, summons Sultan... Which is the Ottoman dog. I didn't know his name. I didn't either, but... It, yeah, because he's an Ottoman, so uh-huh. he's Sultan. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's, 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 a, about it's a joke. As, it's about as sensitive as the axe is. <laughs> um, but uh, Fife does a high-pitched whistle and summons Sultan, the Ottoman dog. And Belle follows Sultan up to Forte's domain, where she meets Fife. And asks if it was him playing that music. Yeah. <laughs> hey, little dude, are you an entire organ? Uh, this no one in there. This makes Fife literally blow his top. Yeah. Um, but uh, and his Fort- head rotates like a complete 360 <laughs> degrees. It's really, really unsettling. Yeah, it is. Uh, but Forte introduces himself and masterfully manipulates Bell into heading out into the Black Forest yeah. against the beast's demands. And he is like three steps away from literally calling Bell his angel of music. Like, let's be honest here, <laughs> right? Um, and then Forte also curses Fife to follow her. Curses? Coerces. Okay. <laughs> Forte coerces Fife into following her into the forest to make, on him. <laughs> to make sure that she does not return. Right. Um, Go kill this woman. Yep. <laughs> tiny piccolo. <laughs> kill this woman and the cup that was born a cup. And the horse and, and the, the horse. Jewish man. <laughs> Just kill them all. Um... Meanwhile, Beast sets up a dinner for two in his brooding room, the most romantic place in the castle, right. and asks Cogsworth to fetch Bell to hear his song. It is kind of funny how he just keeps bellowing for his <laughs> <different> servants. <laughs> 
Because um, this is before Beast has had his, like, character development from the yeah. movie. So he's just still full of anger and moodiness. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so he's just roaring for everybody. I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I've always liked Beast as a character. He's been, he's a fun character. Uh, Cogsworth and Lumiere head out to find Belle because they realize she ain't in the castle anymore. Yeah. And then um, Lumiere discovers that she went into the Black Forest. All the way to Germany. And we get an incredible line read that I did save here. The Black Forest. Yeah, he sounds like he was from the uh, Headless Horseman cartoon. <laughs> Eventually inside, Beast gets very impatient. Like, gets more impatient. Right. And demands to hear Bell's song. Because he hasn't heard it yet. Um, and Forte begins playing a very lazy version of Deck the Halls. Yeah. Uh, and... Beast is upset because he's not singing as well. Right. So then he makes him sing a bit. <laughs> and Tim Curry is very upset by this. <laughs> Forte, play Bell's song. You're not singing. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Miss Potts tries to stall for time, but Beast... By, by feeding him a bunch of tea. Yeah, by giving him more and more tea. But Beast isn't fooled. He wasn't born yesterday. Not like her son. Um, Beast checks on his mirror, the magic mirror, to find out where she is and sees that she's in the forest and he decides to head out for her. And then we get Forte's... Um, he, he Forte stops Beast and he gives him a bad villain song. Yeah, it's... Real bad. It's not. It's it's awful. Yeah, it's completely um, wretched. Yeah. During the song, he tries to convince Beast that love isn't really all that. Love ain't all that by using sinister cherubim. Yeah. <laughs> that he can create out of music. Because that's how music works. Yep. Um, after the song, Beast flies into a rage and trashes the Christmas setup that they had made. Uh-huh. This is still the same day, by the way. It's this the is same still day. Christmas This is the Eve. longest day. Yep. Bell and Chip do find the perfect Christmas tree out in the forest. Uh, Lumiere and Cogsworth are in hot pursuit. Lumiere uses Cogsworth as a snowboard. Yep. Um, and Bell uses the axe, the Jewish axe man, to chop down the tree while it proclaims, Happy Hanukkah! <laughs> I am too sober for this movie. <laughs> uh, and then Fife does his damnedest to try to sabotage the sled, but he gets busted because he's just a piccolo. Yeah, what's up with the fucking Forte thing he was going to do? Um... While he tries to explain uh, what he was doing, he accidentally whistles, which scares the horse, Philippe, and Philippe ends up breaking the ice because they were standing on a lake. Yeah, good plan. Like, yep. Um, Chip, Bell, and the tree fall into the, and the water. Axe. And the axe. They all fall into the water, but Lumiere and Cogsworth arrive just in time to help save them. But whoops, the tree is still sinking, as trees do, and it takes Bell with it. Yeah. <laughs> the tree was also a person and would not let go of its grip. <laughs> and, it, and it just sank. Because it was made of lead. Um, <laughs> but but Beast does arrive just in time to save Belle. Because, you know, she can't die. They've got a whole other movie to go through. <laughs> what if she did? What if they just got a second Belle somewhere? <laughs> That'd be the twist of the century. Yeah, this is not the Belle from the movie. This is a different Belle. <laughs> this is Belle's sister, Bong. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> Are you implying that the high bell that we see in yeah. this is named Bong? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
But um, we also get a weird slow motion shot of Beast breaking up through the ice. Yeah. I don't. It's the only slow motion shot in it's the movie. It's real strange. And Bell, uh, Beast immediately throws Bell into the dungeon. Yeah, while she's still soaking wet and probably has hypothermia. Probably. That's how Bell. That's how Bell died, or Bong died. <laughs> Bong died, and I got Bell. Yeah. Um. So Forte won, and everybody is sad, which is why the second half of Beauty of the Beast was such a downer. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's just this weird cut in the first movie where all of a sudden Bell's in the dungeon for the rest of the movie. I don't yeah, get it's, it. It's just. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a real sad movie. Um. But Angelique still has hope, and a song. It's the same song from it's before. the same song. Yeah. But... It's a reprise of that one. And it's just as soulless as the first one. Yeah, because I didn't even notice it was a reprise. Yeah, no, um, this this movie is just gutless. It is. Yeah. Meanwhile, Forte tries to convince Beast to destroy the Rose because, you know, hey, that would actually have done it. <laughs> like, yeah. That would have been a way better plan than homicide, but whatever. <laughs> homicide via Piccolo. <laughs> but Beast notices the gift before he smashes the Rose. Like, he's about ready to do it, but then he's like, oh, yeah, there's a gift. And she he, got me presents. Yeah, and he opens it up and gets really sentimental as he reads it, because it seems to be about him. Well, it's because it's about him. It's about him. <laughs> yeah, she wrote this entire story about him in you know three minutes earlier yeah. that evening. Yeah, and illustrated it and bound it and everything, and yep. and it's a beautiful story. I about guess about having hope, and yeah. even though like you get brief voiceovers of her reading the story while he's reading it. And it's just describing it like he had a super cold heart. And even though he was surrounded by all of his servants, he was always alone. And then it's just like, and he had hope. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> I don't get what the story was about other than beast is a dick. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the furniture all decide that they can still enjoy Christmas Whoville style. Right. So they sing in about the dungeon it. in the dungeon. So they sing about it. Um, but this this song is actually really about how awesome Lumiere and Cogsworth are. And how they should totally fuck. And implying they haven't yet? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, they were hate-fucking before, and now they need to joy-fuck. But yeah, they're, they're, they are very much singing about how awesome they are, even right. though they literally have not done they anything They have not done yet. anything in this. I mean, they snowboarded down and kind of rescued... Not really, because Beast did that. They rescued Chip yeah. and the axe. And the axe. <laughs> Great. The two um, most important characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, but Forte also has hope. <laughs> yeah. So he begins playing a song that tears the castle asunder. Yeah, he blows the castle up. Which is why it was in ruins in the second right, half of the original right, movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hell of a cut. Like, yeah, it just, they didn't explain it. You have to watch this movie to really get the full picture. Right, right. Yeah, just from the, the end of, like, from that one cut in the first movie, Bell's, or Bong's in the dungeon for the entire rest of the movie, and it's in ruins. It's just, it's trashed completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a dead organ in it somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Um, yeah, Fife finally confronts Forte because he realizes that the uh he finds out that the solo that he that Fife or that that Forte had written was blank. blank he didn't yeah. write it because you you don't have piccolo solos those aren't things and then we get Forte begins laughing yeah and let me play that for you we can remain as we are forever and ever Uh, so, yeah, I don't know why they edited the sound like that. Well, you see, he's a pipe organ, so he's got lots of mouths, and it can just oh. layer. You, oh, oh, are you suggesting that every pipe organ is a mouth? Yeah. Or, like, every every pipe on the organ? Yeah, oh, yeah. man. That doesn't come up much anywhere else. No. <laughs> it wouldn't. But um, Beast arrives in time to confront Forte, 
Deforte defends himself with magic music green stuff. Yeah. The same stuff the cherubim were made of. Because in addition to being a Dracula, he is also a powerful sorcerer. <laughs> um, and Beast defeats him by literally ripping up the keyboard and smashing it. Yeah. Um, and then Forte, in a last-ditch effort, tries to free himself from the wall, but he literally <laughs> tears himself apart Yeah, instead. apparently this murders him. Yeah. So, like, when the, the curse is lifted and everyone turns back to humans... In the smoke chamber, there is just a dead Dracula, like, partially in, chained to a wall. In pieces. Yeah. In pieces. Yeah. yeah. No, they, I, I imagine that after that finished, Beast went up to his like, his smoke chamber, just closed the curtain, and was like, nobody is allowed in here. <laughs> We're walling this one up. <laughs> Servants, stack yourselves up. <laughs> Play Tetris. <laughs> um, but since he's a Dracula, he probably did live through it. Which is horrifying. Yeah. Good job, Forte. Good job, Tim Curry. Um, we cut later to Beast and Belle arriving in the uh, the dance hall to see a fully decorated tree in their famous formal wear, yep. which begs the question as to if this takes place before or after the famous song. Right. Because, I, I mean, chronologically, this takes place before, which yeah. really takes the wind out of that sails. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're putting on those same outfits that they wore at Christmas. That's cool. We've seen that before. Although they do look much better animated this time. It's true. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they look so good. Miss Potts, why don't you sing a little bit? <laughs> they have shading this time. Um, and we cut back to the present where Beast asks Fife, the new head uh, composer, composer, to lead the Christmas orchestra with his piccolo. With his piccolo, yes. Um, uh, that's all he writes, his piccolo solos. <laughs> um, Beast gifts Belle a rose and... Roll. And human ship is wall-eyed as fuck. Like, he is... Both those eyes are staring at different people <laughs> on opposite sides of the room. Merry Christmas. And that was... <laughs> and the Dracula is dead in the <laughs> in the upper chambers. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, Beauty and the Beast, the Enchanted Christmas. I don't know how we got here, but... <laughs> oh, Lord. It was a ride. That's for sure. So, um... Well, like you said I didn't. I didn't do any trivia on this one. No. Oops. Yeah. Um, it honestly, I was way more concerned with the crunch. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and jump on over to that, shall we? Okay. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet. Transvestite From Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a maybe play you a song. Welcome back to Creature Crunch. Um, I've got an organ. I made an Matt. organ. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Look at my organ, Chris. Um, isn't it neat? Wait, wrong one. <laughs> Do you think my <laughs> organs complete? <laughs> wrong movie. Oops. Um, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and the organ. And the organ. <laughs> Beauty and the organ. Um, <laughs> Just look for the organ necessities. Yeah. <laughs> be, be my organ. Be my organ. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've got this. Uh, the, lo- the the hardest part was coming up with the name. It which was. You took part partially in. Uh, we named this guy Octavio because right. we're clever. Uh, but he is a gargantuan construct. He's That's neutral big. evil. He's got a... Uh, now, okay. So I, I uh-huh. gave this guy a challenge rating of eight. Okay. 
Um, but I gave his armor class and hit points. I, I upped them a little bit from compared to a normal challenge rating eight creature. Okay. And you'll see why here in a minute. Uh, he's got an armor class of 16 with natural armor and an average of 217 hit points. Wow. That's up where you start yelling at me. <laughs> uh, he's got a speed of zero. Mm-hmm. Because he's chained to the wall. Right, yes. And he's an organ. And he's an organ, yes. Let's <laughs> not understate this. <laughs> Organs are not known for their movement. Um, so I gave him a, uh, um, a, you know, I'm going to, oh, whatever. I gave him a 14 in strength. Uh, okay. I gave him an 8 in dexterity, which I think is pretty generous for an organ. Considering yeah. he's an organ. Um, his, his main stuff is his constitution at an 18. Because he's an organ. Because he's an organ, yeah. That's um, a mighty organ. Yeah. I gave him an intelligence of 18 because he is a scheming motherfucker. Uh-huh. And, of course, he's Tim Curry, so he's got a charisma of 20. Right, yes. Um, and, a, charismatic and a wisdom of 14 because he, he knows what's going around in the castle without actually yeah, looking. Yeah. But uh, he's got damage resistances to bludgeoning and slashing. Excuse me. That's not what that says. He's got damage resistances to piercing and slashing. Okay. Just full stop. So even magical piercing and slashing right. aren't going to do a huge amount. But bludgeoning is going to be okay. Okay. Uh, just like normal constructs, he's got the usual damage and condition immunities. Right. Um, I gave him 120 blindsight because like, even though in the movie he's clearly got eyes and looks around like a man. Um, <laughs> like I, a thinking man. I decided just to cut that out and just give him blindsight. Okay. But he does speak common. Good for him. Yep. Most organs don't. Yep. <laughs> Most organs are not known for their common speech. Um, so now his traits. I, I gave him two traits. Uh, the first one I called full album. Okay. Whenever the whenever the Octavio uses one of its actions, except for uh, an action called Crescendo, it plays that song for up to one minute, or if it uses an action to play a different song. So okay. Get that. We'll, we'll kind of okay. see what that means here in a second. Um, but his other trait is play me out. The Octavio's keyboard is a separate object attached to the Octavio. It is a medium object with an AC of 14, 45 hit points, and immunity to poison and psychic damage. If the keyboard drops to zero hit points, the Octavio cannot use any of its listed actions except for Crescendo. Okay. And that's why you gave him higher AC and higher HP is because if you attack this specific part of him and destroy it, he's not going to be doing a whole lot. Okay, okay. Because his actions are uh, everything except for the Crescendo here. Um, we've got Uplifting Melody. The Octavio plays a catchy song and attempts to charm a creature. Uh, each round that the Octavio is playing this song, it can choose a creature that can hear it, and that creature must succeed on a 15 wisdom saving throw or be charmed by him. Uh, while he's char while charmed in this way, uh, the creature obeys his commands to right. the best of its abilities. Um, charm stuff. Yeah, and, and at the end of the end, each turn, it can try to make that save again or if it takes damage it can repeat the saving throw okay. ending the effect on the success so okay. yeah every round he attempts to charm somebody as long as he's playing the song and mm -hmm. he can do it for up to a minute so i imagine a scenario where he's fighting a group of adventurers and starts making them fight each other yeah um but if that doesn't work he also has the aggressive ballad uh this is it where he plays a song that manifests itself as uh wisps and motes of physical energy that can and will harm those hostile to the octavio each round that he's playing the song, he can choose up to three creatures he can see and uh, that can hear him. Uh, and each of those creatures has to succeed on a DC 15 dexterity saving throw or they take 19 force damage. Ow. So um, then he's got the haunting. And again, that happens every turn that he's doing the song. Right. Uh, then he's got the haunting overture. Uh, the Octavio plays a dark and brooding song of woe that threatens to sow sorrow and darkness into the hearts of heroes. What's up? What word is that? 
Savion. <laughs> supposed to be saving. I don't know how it wound up that, but whatever. Um, so yeah, each round that the Octavio is playing this song, uh, all creatures that can hear it have to succeed on a 15 charisma saving throw or be stunned until the end okay. of the next turn. As they have to brood. <laughs> As they get all mopey. And then uh, his final song is called Bring Down the House. This one actually does have a recharge of five okay. or six, uh, where he plays a loud and discordant song that shakes the ground and splits the air. Each creature within 60 feet of him has to succeed on a constitution saving throw, DC 15, or take 27 thunder damage. Wow. Objects within that radius made of stone that aren't being worn or carried take double this damage. Okay, so it's shatter. Yep. Okay. And then uh, finally, his ability crescendo, which is the one that he, the only one he can do, even if he's lost his organ, is when he no, drops his keyboard. His keyboard. He is the organ. Excuse me. Yeah, crescendo. It's the only one he can use when he's not, or when he, when he, uh, after he's lost the keyboard. When he drops to zero hit points, or he can do this as an action, it tears itself apart, and he rains heavy pipes and equipment down on its opponents. When it does so, it dies. <laughs> and all creatures within 30 feet of it have to make DC 15 dexterity saving throws or take 58 bludgeoning damage, damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful right. one. So yeah, it's the final the final gambit. That's hilarious. But um, I was wondering what the hell you were going to do for this, and you, you did well, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is that. really funny. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. Um, I almost did the Beast in addition to, right. but again, it was one of those where like, what if we covered Beauty and the Beast in the future sometime? <laughs> Granted, making a Gaston stat block would be incredible. Gaston is a character class. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's more of a Critter Kibbles sort of situation. So uh, so this is what I did. Like I said, I... You, no, you did a good job. Of you that. know, when, in our um, in our debut episode, episode zero, as it were, we discussed not taking anything off the table. I just didn't expect us to be reaching this far back this early, but I, I still don't know how we got here. I, it's it's I, a mystery I can't remember all. the conversation at all. It was just like... <laughs> We walked away and it was like, wait, that's what we're doing? <laughs> sure. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, that's it. So um, thank you so much for listening. Merry Jingle Puss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Merry Jingle Puss. Happy New Schmear. Um, um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Good, if not, yeah, if not, have good, a happy, happy, happy day. Yeah. Have a good time. Um, stay safe out there, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next holiday we decide to do. Bye. What do you do?